All right, I want to direct your attention to verse 15 of Proverbs chapter 14. Look what it says there. It says, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. I don't know about you, I don't want to be known as a simple person. Someone that's easily manipulated. Somebody just believes everything they hear. The Bible says the simple believeth every word. And then look at verse 18. It says, The simple inherit folly. But the prudent are crowned with knowledge. We don't want to be that simple person. We don't want to be somebody that gets led astray. We don't want to be one that's inheriting folly and getting ourselves in all kinds of trouble because we're listening to the wrong people and we're getting led astray by things. And what I want to talk about this morning is I want to uh, preach a message try to help you understand the news media. All right? And you say, well, that doesn't really sound like a very biblical subject, but you know what it is. I'm going to show you a lot of Bible and you all need to get this because... You know what? I'm going to guess that most in here, you probably watch the news sometimes, don't you? Yeah, You watch the news. It's out there. We're all influenced by it. We all see this stuff. And it's important that we understand what we're up against so we don't get led astray. Because I don't know if you all know this or not, but you know, the news media is not trustworthy. Alright? Uh, that's one thing I do like about President Trump is he's, I think he's helped make people skeptical of the news media. Alright? Uh, and I think that's been a good thing. I think we need to be very skeptical of them. And I want to show you some things from the Bible that I think will maybe help you see through some of the junk so you don't get led astray. And one of the reasons I want to preach this, this is kind of just some preventive maintenance that we need to do because churches like ours are not liked by the news media. And I have seen the news media attack people and churches who believe like we do. And it often ends up hurting the church. And so I want to kind of prepare you in case God forbid that would ever happen to us. Because I don't know, I have no intention of backing down on preaching the truth. I, I plan on continuing to preach things like we do, you, you know, being as loud about it as I can, you know, putting it out there on YouTube and wherever I can to just get the word out. I have no intention of backing off on that. But here's the thing, if we ever start getting persecuted here, what are you all going to do? Are you all going to be able to see through the junk that will come our way, because it's probably only a matter of time. So I'm not asking for it. You know, I don't. I don't call the news media up and say, "Hey, did you all hear what I said last week that was controversial?" I don't. I don't do that. I'm not gonna. I'm not planning on. I don't try to do that. But we do. We live in a world where people are constantly fooled by the news media, constantly, and we need to be a people of prudence and wisdom. We shouldn't be fooled by these things, and we need to understand them. And so. You know, because so what would you do? What would you do if you all of a sudden your church today and everything's fine? I mean, y'all look happy, y'all seem happy, but then all of a sudden you see a nasty article in the newspaper tomorrow. Do you know how many people have been sitting in their churches on a Sunday and everything was fine, but then they read an article in the news the next day and all of a sudden they figure, oh man, I didn't realize my church was terrible. And because the newspaper, somebody said something negative about the church and their pastor, all of a sudden they have completely changed their mind. Uh, you know, uh, that newspaper knows more about their church when a, maybe a newspaper reporter came one time than you who've been in the church for years. People, people are, their minds are changed by those things all the time. And, and because the news media, they are, they're very powerful. Because, you know, you all listen to me a few hours a week at the most. But, you know, some of you, you probably watch the news every day for hours a day. And I'm telling you, they do. They've got a lot of influence, and we've got to be we've got to be ready for this. And so, just a few things, just you know, just some bonus things here. 
you need to understand about the news media. And I might offend some of you here with this next statement, but you know what? They're not fair and balanced. Even Fox News, all right? They're not fair and balanced. Okay? And they, when it comes to television, they do have a monopoly. Okay? They've got total control on the television. Thankfully, with the internet and stuff, there's alternate sources out there. They don't have a total monopoly on the internet, but they do on television. And many people, they only get their news from television. They have an agenda. And it's not in a good one. And they are. They're powerful, but they're not as powerful as you think. But they're, because they have a monopoly on television, they're good at making themselves look powerful. For example, and we're going to see examples of this in the Bible, where the news media, whenever they do, whenever they all of a sudden they decide somebody's a bad guy, you know, all of a sudden people start protesting, right? But you realize most of these protesters are paid? You know, these things are not spontaneous. And I know churches that have had people protest their church. And let me tell you something, alright? I'm not pretending to be a prophet here, but let me give you a little prophecy here. If anybody ever protests our church, I promise you it won't be people from this town. Alright, there'll be a couple. Alright, maybe a couple, but a vast majority of them will not even be from this area. Okay? There's people, they're like professional protesters. They just, they're professionally offended. They just go travel around all these things. Wherever news cameras are, that's where they show up. But the main goal of the news media is to manipulate, alright, to manipulate you, to convince you of lies, and then to intimidate you. If you do see through it, they at least want to keep you quiet, and they're very good at this. And while I highly recommend that you watch as little news as possible, you know, I understand people are going to watch the news. You know, we want to know what's going on in the world, don't we? Not everything that they tell us is a lie. I mean, sometimes we actually get to see footage and see, you know, hear entire speeches and stuff. But, but even with that, it's fake, all right? Okay, we're going into the midterm election season, all right? All these politicians, okay, when you, you know, let me just give you a little nugget here, all right? Whenever you see a politician giving a speech and he has one of those human backdrops behind him, you know, people backdrops that are all racially diverse, strategically paced, that's not natural, all right? They do that on purpose, okay? All these things are meant to look like, look, black people support them, Mexican people support them, you know, you know all the no, no, they don't, all right? Those people got asked to sit there because they're different colors, all right? These things, it's all meant to put stuff in your head. And some of y'all, you just fall for all this stuff, all right? You know, you, and the simple believeth every word, all right? And you believe every little thing you see out there. And that stuff just irritates me. I hate when I know people are trying to manipulate me and convince me of stuff that I know isn't true. But Second Thessalonians, or not Second Thessalonians, Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse eleven, verse there. This is it makes the statement says, "Lest Satan should take an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices." One of the ways that we can win over Satan is we've got to understand Satan. We've got to know how he works. We've got to understand his practices and the devices that he uses so we will not get caught up in them. And it's the same thing with the news media out there. We've got to understand these people because they are trying to manipulate us. They're trying to change our mind. And if we understand them, if we are not ignorant of their devices, we will not fall for the things that they're trying to push on us. So I'm going to go to several verses in Acts here. all right? Because one thing, this is what the news media does. This is what the news... They stir up the multitudes. Okay? And I'm going to jump to a bunch of places in Acts. But watch a theme here. Acts 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. 
And there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called in the synagogue of the Libertines, and Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and them of Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men and said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. Now, what had Stephen done? Stephen had been doing miracles. Stephen had been preaching great things. He'd been preaching the truth. He'd been winning these people over. Everybody loves Stephen. Everybody's happy with Stephen. But all of a sudden, these people who have another agenda come along and they start saying, No, you know what? Actually, he's saying other things. You should be mad at him. You should not like Stephen. And it says, And they set up false witnesses, which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw his face, and it had been the face of an angel. And if you go on you read the story, Stephen preaches the message. But what happened after he gets done preaching this message? They stoned him. Everybody was fine with Stephen until these men come along. It's like, nope, he's saying something else. They're bringing up false witnesses. And now all of a sudden, the multitude's in an uproar and they end up killing him. Acts 13, verse 49 says, "...and the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region." But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. Okay? The Gospel's being preached. It's being advanced. The Jews come along and they stir up the multitudes. The multitudes are here in Paul and Barnabas. Everybody's fine with it. Nobody's being hurt. People are, but people are being influenced. They are being won over and nobody has a problem until somebody comes and tells them, hey, there's a problem, and then they get the multitude against them. Acts 14, verse 1, And it came to pass in Iconium, when they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Once again, preaching the Gospel. And here's the big thing. They're being effective. They're making a difference. The Jews come, stir up their minds, and made them evil affected towards them. Acts 17.12 Therefore many of them believed, also the honorable women which were Greeks, and of men not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the Word of God was preached to Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. The same people that were in the last city where everybody's hearing them and nobody's got a problem. These Jews come along. They stir the people up. They drive them out of the city. So then they're preaching the Gospel now in another city. Well, The people in Berea, they hear about it. And so now they come and they stir this city up too. You know what they did? All of a sudden, they show up. The whole town's fine. But then they show up and say, hey, the whole town's angry. And then you got a bunch of simple people in the town. Yeah, we are angry. Yeah, and then they get them all fired up, you know, get a protest going. And the thing is, it's just like it is in America today. It's like the Black Lives Matter protest, where whenever, whenever they're destroying these cities and they're having these riots and all this junk, it's not even people from that city. It's people from all over the country that come, that are many times paid to come, and to stir up the town. 
And it's, you know, it's funny how in Ferguson, you know, everybody was fine with the cops until a bunch of protesters showed up from outside of town. And we see that in city after city today, that same thing's going on. I've seen it with churches. There's a church in the town. Nobody's got a problem with this church. Everybody's fine with it. But then all of a sudden, the news media comes along and say, hey, did you hear what this guy said? Well, some in some cases, no, I didn't hear. Well, it, what he said was really bad and should make you mad. Oh, wow, that does make me mad. Well, the thing is, people wouldn't have been mad if you hadn't told them about it. And then, in many cases, sometimes the news media shows up. Man, did you hear what that preacher said? That was terrible. I did hear what he said. What was it? I didn't hear anything bad. Well, he said this, which means he really thinks this. Or, oh, and now all of a sudden they're mad. Just because somebody told them they should be mad. I don't know about you. I don't want to be anybody's puppet. All right? I don't want to be anybody's just little, you know, pathetic lemming that, you know, I'm just following people off a cliff. But our country is full of those people. Look at Acts chapter 21, verse 27. And when seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law in this place, and further brought Greeks also into the temple, and hath polluted the holy place. For they had seen before with him in the city of Trophimus and Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar, who immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down unto them. And when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they left beating of Paul. Everything was fine until the Jews came along and told them, you should be mad, and now everybody's mad. Now all of a sudden, everybody has a problem. All right? Now let me just explain something to you real clearly. If you haven't noticed a problem, it's because there isn't a problem. Okay? And all y'all, you're, you're, you're here and you're happy today. Okay? And I don't, I don't know of anything coming. I'm not trying to get anything to come. But I'm telling you, one of these days, it's getting to the point in this country, it's getting to the point in this world where the type of things that we preach are going to, they're, they're going to be banned. They're going to be illegal. First thing they're going to just try to do is try to make us look like we're just some nut job minority out there. And if that ever happens, and I'm preaching in church one day, and you're fine, and all of a sudden the next day you see something in the news, or you read something in the newspaper, are you going to be like these just easily manipulated sheep that all of a sudden, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't like when the pastor said that. Yeah, yeah, that did make me mad. It just took me till today to get fired up and get my blood pressure up. Because this is happening. This is happening all over the place where everybody is fine until the news media comes along and does their little spin and then people start exiting their churches. Or people start, or, or you know, and this, and not even just with churches, with other things too. Just anything the news media gets their hand on, they're good at manipulating people. And many people, many, many church members have left their churches because the news media came and did a bad report on their church. The news media came and told them, your church is a bad church. And these people thought a news reporter who has never even entered into the church building knew more about their church than they did. They've been going to that church for 10, 15, 20 years and they never had a problem, but somebody from the news media comes along and tells them you should have a problem and now all of a sudden they have a problem. 
that's pathetic, my friends. That's pretty sad that, w- that we would let the news media have that kind of control over us. And they do, and they will gladly use that power whenever they have the opportunity. And I just, I, I mean, who do we think they are that they would know more about our church than we do? It's really amazing. So look at Matthew chapter 27, verse 15. So one thing the news media does, they stir up the multitudes. Okay? They're trying to stir people up. They understand, they hear the things that people like me preach, and they understand that Rock Falls is not in an uproar. Rock Falls does not hate us. Okay? Rock Falls does not have a problem with what we're doing, what we're preaching. You know how many people we've had from here in town that have come through this place and you know that, that know what we teach? You know how many doors that we have knocked on and how many people we have given the Gospel to? And yeah, there's a person here and there that has a problem with it, but for the most part, everybody's fine with it. And if they don't like it, they just don't have to come here. But you know, we've never had anybody that set out to try to shut us down. And you know, but you know what? If the news media decided tomorrow that they wanted us shut down, they could easily get a bunch of people in this town that have never been hurt by us. We've never caused a bit of trouble for them coming out here and protesting the place. And you know, and if that happens, I really don't care what they think out here, but I do care about what you all would think. I do care what you all would do, and I would hope that you wouldn't fall for this and buckle. You've got to understand the news media, they are good at stirring up the multitudes. And they could do this. I don't want to offend Rock Falls, all right? But our town's dumb enough they could fall for it, all right? I've seen people in the, I've seen them over there in Sterling protesting some pretty stupid stuff before, all right? We got people who fly LGBT flags in this town, all right? They could easily manipulate a lot of people around here, okay? We, you know, we got a lot of good people in this town. There's a lot of stupid people, too, all right? I'm sorry, but it's, it's just the truth. Matthew, it's like that in any town. I don't think we're exceptionally dumb. Matthew, but turn over to Matthew chapter 27. So the other thing the news media likes to do, and they're very good at doing this, is you know, attacking those who are influencing people away from their agenda. Because in all those verses that we looked at in Acts, we're not going to go back there again, before the Jews would stir up the multitudes, it would make note about how many were believing them. Okay? They were making a difference. They were changing the minds of people. And it's funny too, because we supposedly, you know, we live in a free country, we have freedom of speech, but it's like, you know, you're allowed to say whatever you want until you start influencing people away from whatever the, you know, agenda is. And the news media has one, and it's not good. But look at Matthew chapter 27, verse 15. It says, Now at the feast of the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would, and they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. Okay? Pilate knew Jesus did nothing wrong. Pilate knew that Jesus did nothing but good things for people. He healed people. He raised people from the dead. He fed multitudes. Jesus never did one thing to hurt anybody. In fact, he had healed one of the soldiers whose ear had gotten cut off. You know, Jesus didn't he did nothing to harm anybody. Here you have a thief, you have a murderer, you have somebody who's guilty of sedition, and Pilate's thinking this will be an easy choice. This is how I can get off, I can get these people off my back. They deliver Jesus for envy, but we got to release one. Let's Barabbas and Jesus. Easy choice, right? Jesus, they're going to let Jesus go. Okay, that's what he—that's what I think he thought was going to happen. But let's keep reading, verse nineteen. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, "Have thou nothing to do uh, to 
to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whither are the twain will you that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Was that a natural response that they had? No, they did not feel that way. Not until, once again, the Jews came along. Alright, and you know the Jews run a lot of the news media today too, interestingly enough. Just a side note. Until they came along and told them, you all want Jesus, or you want Jesus crucified and you want them to let Barabbas go. I mean, it was only, I mean, shortly before that, when Jesus is riding through the city, they're all crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And then here we are, just a short time later, they're crying out, crucify him. Why? Because some Jews told them they should have a problem with him. And they just gave in like a bunch of dumb sheep. And the problem with Jesus, who never did a thing to harm anybody, is he was influencing people, wasn't he? People were getting saved. He was changing the minds of people. He was not advancing their agenda. The leadership there with the Jews, they had a lot of control over the people. They had all the respect. And here comes somebody along that's changing the minds of people, taking away their power. Because let me tell you, it's not power to the people. It's power to the news media. It's power to the government. It's all about them having power. It's not about power to the people. And so they will. they're going to promote whoever will advance their agenda. They liked Barabbas better than Jesus. Why? Because Barabbas wasn't a threat to them, but where Jesus was. And they will, but they'll leave, listen, the news media is going to leave alone those who are not an influence. As long as we don't make a difference, as long as we're not changing minds, then they'll leave us alone. They'll, that's fine. You know, hey, stop putting your stuff online. You know, stop knocking on doors. You know, you guys can do your own little thing in your own little place. But when we start making a difference and cutting into their territory, that's when it gets ugly. And many preachers today, they've got this attitude. A lot of Baptist preachers, you know, I just want to focus on my flock. just want to focus on, on my little community. But you know, didn't Jesus say to go with all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature? Weren't we called to be a light to the world? Not just a light in our town. You know, I thought we were talking... You know, we were called to be ambassadors. Look at Matthew chapter 10 verse 20 uh, verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. This attitude that they have, they act like they're just trying to be all humble, but the truth is they're scared. It, that the truth is they're scared. Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. Behold I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men for they will deliver you up to councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought or how you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. 
And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for My name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more should they call him of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. We see very clearly in the Bible that God said, hey, they're going to hate you. He's like, I want you to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So what does that mean? Well, that means we all back in the corner, right? That means we all just stay within our four walls and don't go out there, right? Well, look what he says in verse 27. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear Him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Do you all see that? Hey, he's saying, hey, they're going to hate you for the things you're teaching, but you know what? Say it from the housetops. Okay? You know, speak out publicly. Let everyone hear. Let everyone know. And don't be afraid of them. And you know what? I refuse to be intimidated by the news media. If they ever do start messing with us, I have no intention of backing off. I have no intention of, you know, getting all political and being more careful with how I. You know, I say things, I intend to use it to get the message out there even more. That, and I think that's what we ought to do. We were called to be a light. But they are, they're going to, but when we, so when we get in trouble, it's when we start influencing people. And their agenda is, they feel like it's being held up. Those are the people that they go after. And then the people they promote. Okay? And they do. They have their people they promote, but the people they promote are weak compromisers desperate to be loved. Look at John chapter 12, verse 42. It says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on Him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess Him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. you all see that? When Jesus was preaching... There were leaders there. There were people there. They believed Him. But they were afraid to say anything because they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And let me tell you something about the things that we preach here and the things that we publish and the things that we try to get out there. You know what? Most people do agree with us. When it comes to the perversion that we preach against, when it comes to all the junk that's being shoved down our throats by the news media and through Hollywood that comes from the LGBT community that we preach against, do you realize that most people are on our side, even lost people? Lost people agree with what we say on, on many of these things. They agree that that junk is perverted and that it's a bunch of garbage. But you know what? Many of them are afraid to say anything about it. Many of them are afraid to stand up and publicly show themselves as being in agreement with that. You know why? Because they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Well, why do they think they're going to get praised more that way? Because they're watching the news. The news media is making people like us look like we're the nut job minority when we're not. Most people are going to agree with us. Why? Because you know, when it comes to perversion and stuff, most people are repulsed by perversion. 
They hate this. So I know we've got a lot of perverts in this country, but most people aren't perverts. Most people are extremely repulsed by that junk, and they agree with us when it comes to these things. But the news media is convincing everyone that a majority of people believe the way they do. Why do you think they shoved gay marriage through by the Supreme Court? You know why they shoved it through at the Supreme Court? Because state after state after state kept voting against it. You know why? Because most people don't like it. They're repulsed by that. So what did they do? They got it through at the Supreme Court. Forcing it in all 50 states. You know why? They couldn't get it through in state by state because most people don't like it. But you would never know that. I mean, the, I mean, most of you think that you know one fourth of people in the world are gay because one fourth of TV characters are. You know, you, you that's how you think it is because you're being manipulated by this stuff, and it's false. But they do. But it's like listen to all these experts they have on. They only are going to have experts that's going to say what they want them to say. They have people that already agree with whatever their agenda is. Those are the only people they let testify. Those are the only people they're going to let be interviewed. And even if they do, even if you know CNN or Fox News, whatever, they have people on both sides. Many times the person moderating that conversation is clearly on one side over the other. And many times the person they have supposedly representing the other side is just a weak, compromising loser that makes the good side look bad. And don't tell me that's not on purpose too. Okay? You know, if I'm going to have something representing my enemy, alright, or representing an opposing position, you know, like for example, when it comes to doctrine, alright, if I want to contrast the difference between, you know, somebody on the, on, you know, on a doctrinal end, you know, I'm going to go, I want to go find the craziest nut job on there. You know, I want to go find the wacko. You know, why to make my side look as good as possible. And, and that's what they do. You know, that's, that's what they always do, and people fall for it. And people often look at the media and the people that they interview and they think, well, these people must be smart. These people must be right in their opinions. They're obviously credible. They've got a degree or they're noted for whatever. But the truth is, they're just compromisers that can't be trusted. Luke 6.26 says, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. You want to know who we ought to stay away from when it comes to the religious world? It's the ones that everybody loves. When we have pre when there's preachers out there that literally everyone loves, we ought to be scratching our head a little bit and saying, that's what they said about the false prophets. Everybody loves Joel Osteen, right? You know, everybody loves those guys. You know, Creflo Dollar. Look at all the money people just send to these people. Obviously they're credible, right? No, the Bible says that's what they do to the false prophets. That's what the Bible teaches. And you know who the news media gets on there? They get people on that everybody likes. They're not going to get the guy on there that's going to tell the truth. They're not going to get the guy on there that's going to say, thus saith the Lord, that's going to whoop out his Bible and read a Bible verse. You know, when talking about gay marriage, is going to open up to Leviticus 20.13. They're not going to do that. That is the last person they're going to have on there. They're going to bring in the false prophet. And we've got to understand that these people that are on there, they cannot be trusted. That guy that they get on representing the conservative Christians is usually not a conservative Christian. They are usually a wacko liberal compromiser, in, in my opinion. They, they do not represent us at all. So what they do, finally, they try to make you feel like you're alone and that you just can't possibly win. Look at Psalms chapter 27. 
verse 1. Psalm of David, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Exodus 23.1 says, Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in the cause to decline after many to judgment. We see we're not supposed to follow a multitude. We see we're not supposed to fear. Though war should come against us, so multitudes are coming at us. We're not supposed to fear. Matthew 7.13 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. We know these things, yet we will listen to the news media when they talk about us like we are, you're the minority. It's like, oh no, I, I need to feel like I've got a place. I, you know, I don't want to look like one of those nut job cults or something like that. That's the way they talk about us to make us feel. But we see throughout the Bible that God was always with the minority. We see throughout the Bible that it didn't matter the numbers that were against us. We see in the Bible that we were not supposed to follow a multitude to do evil if the whole world is going one direction. It's the wrong direction. We shouldn't follow them. That's what the Bible says. But yet, people today, what do they do? Lick their finger, check the wind, which way is it blowing? And that's the way they go. And everything can be fine one day. They're going along their merry way, doing great. They're happy. They feel like they're in the will of God. And then the news media comes along and tells them something different. And all of a sudden now, everything changes. And this has happened. And, and many churches have been destroyed by this stuff in the past. And we, don't want to, we can't let this happen. They make it seem like it's us against the whole world. And you know what? Even if it is us against the whole world, have you ever heard one plus God equals a majority? You know, hey, God equals the majority, even without us. So who cares? But you know, Esther three eight, it says, and Haman said to Hasrus, "There is a certain people scattered abroad, and dispersed among the people in the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed." And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have charge of the business to bring them to the king's treasuries. What was, what was his problem with the Jews then? They were different than everybody else. That's, that was it. Their laws were different. We see in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4, says, Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion or fault. We've got to find something wrong with this Daniel. We've got to find something wrong with these believers in God but unfortunately, it's clear these people are not a threat. They are not a danger. But Daniel, he just was outdoing these guys and they're jealous. They're envious of him. And so what does it say? Because it says, For as much as he was faithful, neither was there found any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. You know what? Let's get a law made that goes against the law of his God, and then he'll become a lawbreaker. And the truth is, there was nothing to fear about Daniel, but the truth is, you know, guys like him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were the true believers. And we live in a world today that says 
they're all about diversity. You can't watch the news for 10 minutes without hearing them talking about diversity. You watch whatever happens if one of those politicians gets up and he's got all white people behind him. Watch the firestorm that's going to be in the news media because he doesn't have diversity. You watch what's going to happen when, when that takes place. I saw a picture of Trump one time when it was showing like all these interns in the White House. And it was like, anybody notice anything wrong with this picture? And I looked at the picture and I immediately noticed what was wrong. There was like 30 or 40 people behind him and they were all white. And you know, I was like, that's just terrible. Right? They say they're all about diversity. But let me tell you, why is it that people that actually believe the Bible, what Bible-believing Christians, they don't want them to have anything to do with anything? We have no place in politics. If they're all about diversity. How come all of our Supreme Court justices are either Catholics or Jews? I mean, is that what most of our country is? But it's all, all of them are either Catholics or Jews. Every time. Where's the Bible-believing Christian in there? Where's the Bible-believing Christian in, the, in one, at least one of them out of a hundred senators, out of the hundreds of congressmen? Where are they? You know what? They're not allowed in there. They don't want them in there. They shut these people down. Now, they've got their fakes in there. They've got their phonies that they you know, try to you know, make us think are Bible-believing Christians. We have the Mike Huckabees and people like that that are, you know, that I'm sorry, it's not the real thing. It's not the real deal. And this is why Fox News is dangerous. Okay, Fox News is dangerous because it passes itself off as the other side on many things. They pretend that they're the ones standing up for Christians and conservatives, but what they are doing is they're trying to set the example. All right? They have set the standard for what a conservative Christian is. But let's just be honest. Do, do we see anything in there that represents conservative Christians? Absolutely not. When was the last time they had a fundamental Baptist preacher on there? They don't have them on there. It, it just it doesn't happen. And so we're seeing that and we're told, hey, we've got that's the two sides right there. But no, neither of those are it. Neither of those are accurate. And the truth is, in many cases, it is going to be us against the world. But you know what? We have not been called to go with the flow. We've been called to be a light. We've been called to set an example. We've been called to be the salt of the earth. And I'm afraid that many people today are buckling. They're giving in to the pressure. They're watching the news. They're reading the paper. And they're falling for these things. They're letting these things change their mind. And you all need to be ready for this because the day may come where they come after us. The day may come where the stories are about us. And what are you going to do when that happens? Are you going to believe it? Are you, going to, are you going to be so easily manipulated that one Sunday you're fine and you're happy and you read one article by a person who has probably never been in this church and all of a sudden now you believe everything that they wrote instead of everything you've experienced in seven years? Is that what's going to happen? It ha- you say, no, I wouldn't do that. It happens all the time. It is very powerful. It is very powerful. You know, Just picture all of a sudden you get up in the morning and you see this church building on the TV screen. And all of a sudden you see a picture of me and my family and all my kids' faces are blocked out. And then all of a sudden, you know, that news reporter gets on there and starts saying all these terrible things. Cult leader, Pastor Tommy McMurtry, said this about homos or whatever. What kind of place is that? What kind of garbage people go there. You're like, well, I don't want to be a garbage people. You know, man, I, I want to be a good person. And then they go and they interview one of the compromisers here in town. 
I don't know where he's getting from that from. That's not in the Bible anywhere. Oh, we don't feel that way in our church. The Bible doesn't teach that anywhere. And you know, they'll ignore all the clips where I'm using Bible to prove my point. And people are going to see that. Yeah, this is a smart guy. You know, his church is bigger, his church is fancier. You know, this guy is respected. But then they'll show some bad picture of me, you know, like some you know, they'll get some thumbnail where I'm making a stupid face, they've got a mean look on my face. And then wow. Pastor Tommy is evil looking. Look at that picture there. And then all of a sudden, the next Sunday comes around and you're not here. Hey, what did I do? Did I say something? I didn't say anything. But they did. And you proved that you're one of their sheep. That you're one of their lemmings. Don't let that happen to you. Be ready for this stuff. Because this kind of thing, it's going to get worse and worse. We're seeing it more and more. I'm seeing it happen to people that I know. And it's sad when that happens. And I often think, what if it happened to me? What if it happened to our church? And so I want to prepare you for it. Listen, don't be scared. If you ever see protesters stand out here, don't be scared of them. They're not from here in town. They're not. They called these people in from a city somewhere. Well, I don't want these people to see me. And all they might no, they don't. They don't know where you. They're not from here in town. As soon as the new, as soon as the cameras go away, they're done. Do you know how the news media could stop all these protests and all these riots and things? Is don't show up in that town. We want to keep Al Sharpton out of this town. Let's keep the video cameras out of this town, and then he's not going to be here. They go where the video cameras are. They go where the news media is going to be, and these people are out. They're going to be out there stirring up the multitudes. And are you going to be just one of the brainless simpletons that go along with what they do, or are you going to be that prudent man? Look at well, this going. Are you going to be that one that's able to see through the stupidity and that's able to just recognize the truth and say, you know what, I've been here for seven years and I never had a problem and I'm pretty sure I know more than you do. How many times have you been to church here? Oh, well, I watched a two-minute clip on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yep, you know more than me now. Listen, that, that's how, that's, this is exactly what's happening. And we need to be ready for that. And you, when you watch this stuff... You need to think about it. You need to learn to see through the junk. And whenever you see the places getting attacked, you know, you need to think, hey, you know, what if that was me? What what if I was in that position? And so and you you need to understand how these things work so you are not fooled. We have no reason for that. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We are not ignorant of the news media's devices. We understand what they are, and so we're not going to let them ever influence anything that goes on here. And so I hope this was a help to you today. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank You so much for Your Word. I thank You for the clear examples that we have in the Bible and that we can learn from. It's very clear, Lord. People just don't change. Uh, we have the same problems today that we did back in Paul's day. And I pray, Lord, You'll help us though to learn from these things. Help us to realize these things are there for our examples so we don't make the same mistakes. And I pray You'll help us to stand strong and keep on doing what we're doing. Uh, no matter which way the winds are blowing, in your name we pray. Amen. Let's all go.